up, everybody? Welcome back to Involuntary Yoga. This week, we got a lot to talk about. And later on, we're going to be joined by BKFC President David Feldman. He's coming on. He's got some, some news he's going to share and just kind of what the company's doing, where it's going, their big plans. Um, they're blowing up right now. They've become one of the most watched um, sports in the world. It's a fact. So I'm excited to talk to him. I'm joined here by my lovely assistant co-host, Chris Miller. What's up with it? CEO of Fit Soda. What's up with it? Yeah! And like always, this podcast is brought to you by Fit Soda, so make sure you buy it with your monies. Drink it, love it, caress it, be it, live it. Building icons. Yeah, baby. <laughs> got our man, Bert. Um, so, our good friend, Belchie. Yeah. So Alan Belcher. If you follow the podcast, we had him on a few weeks ago to talk about um, his heavyweight title fight coming up for Bare Knuckle, which was this past weekend. And go back and watch the podcast, man. He predicted it. He said that he was going to win by knockout, and he had to battle a little bit of adversity there. Looked like he had some eye damage. Um, To me, it looked like in that first round, uh, he did get knocked down twice. It wasn't looking great. Uh, I think he broke his orbital. He hasn't come out and said anything yet about it, but I definitely think he either broke his orbital or tore a retina or something really bad happened because the guy hit him. Uh, he goes down. He's covered the eye. Then the guy tapped him again, basically, and he just like voluntarily took a knee and then took both full standing nine counts. Did nine count be in bare knuckle? Eight, nine. Yeah, I was actually surprised because – a lot of times you're supposed to be up by the count of eight and the ref seemed to count it. Yeah. He didn't look stunned. Like he had been concussed or, you know, was a little bit knocked out. Uh, it did look like he was really worried about his eye. Yeah. And if you remember when he was on our podcast, he said what kind of led to his retirement from MMA a while back was having some eye issues, which so, is scary for you guys. Cause it's, you know, those things can go and you can, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, losing an eye. I mean, like you tear that retina, something bad happens. Yeah, it's it's scary because obviously you got to see, you know. And it, the other side of it is getting your eye damaged in a fight and not being able to see is a terrifying feeling. Like I've I lost my vision completely in one fight, and I got to tell you, when he circled left and you can't see him anymore, it's a really terrifying feeling because you're like, there's somebody in here trying to take my head off, and I can't see him anymore. It feels like running a business. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, but I did talk to Belcher. I don't think I even told you this. I texted with him a little bit yesterday. He said his eye's good. Oh, wow. I, mean, I didn't ask much. More I was than way that. off. I said, how's the eye? And he said, eyes good. Now, maybe he didn't want to share that there was some real damage or maybe he doesn't know yet, but it was so we could short. break it on our fucking podcast. Yeah. Fuck. Don't Belcher. tell me anything. I'll put it on here. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, Alan Belcher, Maddie, we got a clip of, of the fight here. Is it right here? Oh, yeah, baby. I'm pumped for him. Whoa. Look at that. I mangled. How did it feel? Nicest guy ever looks like a hell's angel. Yeah. You've worked so hard for this. It was 19 years. What was that moment? Which I got invited to be in this weekend. Man, it was was very surreal. (laughs) I I visualized it a lot of times. Working on this fight, particularly, I have been visualizing all of my family and everyone that was going to be there as part of my visualization. Maddie, pause it. By the way, I hate, no offense, because I know you just had the bare knuckle president on the podcast. Uh, nerd 
Focus is their is their sponsor. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Hate it. I hate it. Have you had it? No, but I don't need to. It's a stupid product to make your nerd focus. Nerd focus for bare knuckle fighting. I don't really know what it is. Is it like a nootropic? It's not really probably sure. garbage. <laughs> it's no fit soda. That's for not, sure. yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I think fit soda should be the title sponsor for bare knuckle. Hey, we it's might be able fact. to work that out. Um, yeah. Let's ask for a price sheet. I think I have it. Do you? Yeah. I want to be the title sponsor. All right. For Denver. Is All it right. too late? It's probably too late. I'll find out. What do you guys think? Fitch Soda should sponsor BKFC Denver. Baba Bowie. Yes. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Belcher. Man, I got to say that that's one thing when, when you're a guy like Belcher um, and you've been in this sport so long, that the one thing that people don't always account for is that toughness and like willingness to win. Like the guy's been in for a really long time and there's a reason. I don't I think know that experience too, right? You've been, you've been in these tough spots before and that, that, uh, that sort of maturity shows when you've, you know what you can handle, you know where you're at, you're not overthinking it. Yeah. And just the, the veterans, you know, it's, it's a lot harder to break a vet, you know, I'm sure his opponent, uh, what was his name? Arnold Adams, something like that. Or- Orville Boozer. No, Arnold Adams, I think, or that's something. He had fought in Orville. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if he thought that, you know, Belcher was going to stay down, but these vets, man, they come with that grit, you know, it, look at Belcher's face. You're probably going to have to kill him in there or knock him completely unconscious for him to not get up. Yeah. This is after Maddie. Is there actual in fight footage? You pick the one clip that's just still photography. I think this was. Nah, this isn't the same fight. What? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. This is his knockout of the year. Oh, you're right. What's the? Who we got wind up from the guy in the red. Can't yeah. tell that's coming. <clears throat> Nerd focus. Oh, this is their main. Walk off. No, it's all good. It's not, that's two weeks ago. They gotta have the, the latest one. Yeah, they may not have it out because it's on the app. We'll put a link for the app in there. Get the app. Use my referral link so I get paid on it. Oh, the, this picture <laughs> is just one time. Yeah, it was that short uppercut. I think is what put him down it the is. last time, right? Yeah. Getting my eyes cut up a little bit, so I was trying to stay focused. But every time he would land um, some punches, I could feel the blood coming down. But I was just trying to. Do you have a Johnny Cash tattoo? Yeah. A little cut. Those aren't that big of damaging blows. Actually, the first one that that I went down on, the knuckles went in my eye. Oh, that makes sense. It was like a really hard punch straight to the kind of the eyeball. So the pain of that kind of made me react and go down. I didn't see this interview. Um, Still bleeding in the post-fight interview. Oh Look, God. leaking out legend, of his glasses. Dude. Yeah, I didn't see that interview. Um, so that makes sense because when you get punched, like it happens with MMA gloves too. Sometimes the knuckle will hit the eye perfectly and it feels like you get poked in the eye. Um, that's how I tore. I had a retinal abrasion basically because the knuckle hit me and tore my eye open. Yikes. It's not a fun day, but it hurts a lot less when you win. You become the world champion this one so yeah so he gets knocked down twice and then uh came back strong and it was second round finish right yeah yeah knocked him out with that uppercut had already inflicted a ton of damage the guy was kind of wobbly and then uh 
uppercut put him down the guy didn't get up yeah again if you didn't if you didn't see our podcast with belcher a few weeks ago go back and watch it he uh very enlightening he, he had a lot of stuff on breath work preparation which changed his career it's a really good episode so if he's you haven't he's become that warrior in the garden type guy yeah um oh, they'll say his opponent's name is it arnold adams arnold adams yeah here you go this is it The, the, the Adams guy did have ha some hands, though. Heavy hands, and he's, he's fast for how big he is. Yeah, I was going to say, he's quick. That jab was what was really getting at Belcher, from what I remember. It's a big dude. And you're right, yeah, he moves quick. Oh. Belcher was doing good with, like, slipping those uppercuts in there. He throws that jab from that already extended position, too, when he had his hand out. You know, yeah. some guys will cock it back. Yeah, he has some quick hands. His boxing looked pretty good. Oh. He ended up straight bent over. God, Belchie's got bigger traps than I do. I'm jealous. I got bigger traps than you do. That's cap, bro. It's a fat. Yeah, he slipped that, that rear uppercut in there. Ducking your head, bending straight over. What a fight. Yeah, that was so good. What an entertaining fight. So awesome. Yeah, and then uh, that same card, uh, what's his name? Greg Hardy got knocked out. He got starched. I think that they were really hoping that he didn't. Obviously, they wanted to push him because I was wondering if like we would see Greg Hardy versus Belcher next or Ben Rothwell. Um, there's a couple big hitters at heavyweight in BKFC that could be some interesting matchups for Belcher So here's, next. A, here's a question. I Go don't need ahead. to preface it. <laughs> What's your question, Chris? Here's a question, guys. Uh, do you think bare knuckle passes UFC at a certain point? Uh, <laughs> I could see it happening. It could. Um, it's hard Only to say. because of, here's, here's why. Ask me why, Chris. Why? Why, Chris? Because I think, I think bare knuckle has the ability. Like, that fight was amazing to watch. Bare knuckle, you can't hide. The damage is quick and furious. The action, it's action-packed. You even told me they've they've structured it in a way so that you are forced to square off and battle. There's more blood. There's I wouldn't I don't know if there's more knockouts. I can't I can't say that I know that for sure, but I would say there definitely is. Watching this heavyweight fight was amazing. And I think in a UFC fight, as fast as it is and as gory, and like you still have those bouts where these guys can kind of stay away from each other and then grapple or wrestle forever and you don't have any of that in this. It's pure action from start to finish. Yeah, it's definitely fan-friendly because for me, watching MMA, I understand what's going on doing jiu-jitsu and everything, but I get that like some people are just fans that don't train, so sometimes there's what they would call boring parts because they don't really understand like the inner workings of what guys are doing. And then sometimes there are just boring fights. This is like going to the home run derby. It's all, it's all yeah. home runs. This is like going to like a family barbecue. It's what my family barbecues look like, huh. just backyard boxing. Well, we don't get together very often. Huh. <laughs> Real crazy. Real crazy. Um, I could I could see it. I could see it cha challenging UFC supremacy. I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger. I get what you're saying. A, a true MMA fan's going to is going to love UFC because you're going to have guys in this who are great at boxing who someone's going to inevitably argue you put them in the ring with someone who's got jit skills or wrestling skills. This isn't even close. 
I understand that. But until you're right, give the people what they want. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to pinpoint because it's kind of like viral videos. You know, some stuff just hits and some doesn't. Back when Glory was doing a lot of U.S. shows and everything, for some reason, Glory kickboxing just never really took off in America, even though it was super exciting. They would call you for stalling. It was basically just bombing on each other, but with kicks and punches. And it it just never got the fan base in the U.S. Like, But this has the fan base now and is growing like crazy. Yeah, it's growing. I mean, we just got inside information on the card in Denver. We Chris can't tell you. Yeah. But it's stacked. The news will probably... By the time this is out, probably. Yeah. Yeah, this, this bare knuckle in Denver is absolutely stacked. I, I wonder, I have a question for you guys. It's uh, a star-studded event, Mayhew. Dude, it's a fact. Um, like, UFC's got, like, a catchy name. Bare knuckle's got a catchy name. Like, as an outsider that's not really into this yeah, stuff. They kind of fucked themselves. Glory, glory pride. Like, that kind of stuff is not as cool to say or think. I feel like that has something to do with it. And bare knuckle boxing is kind of up there with ufc yeah drinks are the same coios was boring fit soda sounds cooler don't you dare ever knock on pride again whoa fucking jump that counter I'm, i was just not pride just never dies son what do you what do you what do you, hold on we just hit a chord with a guy you can never hit a chord with what just happened to you pride fighting is like the the ultimate okay the og it's the og i always wanted to fight in pride over the ufc that was my goal and then pride got bought out by the ufc and shut down i don't think he was shitting on pride I think he was just saying the name's a little weak. Yeah. That's I just it. said I like the name. I think Bare Knuckle is catching on <laughs> because <Matt>. the name. <laughs> He's like, <"D> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Off the wall. Poor, poor <laughs> fucking. <laughs> poor Matt. Yeah. Well, anyways. What'd you say? Yeah. Don't get I'll fucking come over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the parking lot. Chris has um, said that to me a lot, actually. <laughs> and then I shape up. Shape up or ship out. All right, anyways, congratulations, Alan Belcher. Yeah, congrats, bro. That was a dope fight. Maybe I'll see about getting him back on here. I'd love to talk to him about this fight and everything, too. He was a fun guy to talk to anyway. Yeah, he was dope. So did you guys watch? I did, but did you guys watch the Jake Paul? Okay, so I refused to buy tickets because I just don't want to support anything this guy does. And I'm not even trying to create extra controversy on this show to make him even more popular. Like, when you texted me, I literally was like, I would not pay for anything Jake Paul does. It all feels like a circus act. It doesn't feel real. Uh, so I just didn't even want to see it. Like, it just didn't I, It just didn't appeal to me at all. Really? No. I, don't, I just don't want to pay. I, I don't want to pay for this kid. What do you have against supporting what he does? Because I think most of it's fake. Do you? Yeah. Like the boxing matches? Yeah. You think Tyler? I think Askren and uh, Woodley were, was it Woodley? Yeah. Were rigged. I even think the fight against Anderson Silva was rigged. Really? Yeah, I oh. do. I do. Why? What do you mean? Why not? Why not? Why not prop him up? I'm gonna. Hey, I'm gonna pay you a million bucks. You stand in the ring. We we go three rounds. I mean, rigging fights has been part of fighting since fighting was a thing. Uh, let's 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 prop him up to get him some real fights, some bigger paydays. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think Anderson Silva probably smokes him if that's not a, a rigged fight the anderson one surprised me the ben Askren. there's video footage of him that like when he hit him that it looks like he misses yeah i don't know if those which ones are real which ones aren't because i've seen where it connected i've seen where it didn't um i don't really know the ben Askren one absolutely not fake 
Ben Askren has the worst hands in the worst hands. Yeah, he's fucking. I have women that take my kickboxing classes that, that would could fuck Ben him. Askren up. <laughs> I would box he's Ben so Askren with one awkward. hand. Yeah, dude, dude's fucking. Is he a great wrestler? Shit. Yeah, boxing, absolutely not. Tyrone Woodley, that punch was like the punch from hell. That overhand that slept him. Which he like he threw a bunch in the Tyson or the Fury fight. He loves to throw that overhand right. Yeah, and I I think that uh, that's kind of what. So my take, since you guys didn't watch the fight, um, first thing, Tommy Fury was throwing him way off with his jab and moving, right? Uh -huh. His jab was landing on Jake Paul every single time. Paul was just looking for that overhand mostly. And you can kind of see he didn't make any adjustments through the fight. I don't know what his corner was saying. I didn't have the volume up real loud. But if his corner was telling him to do things, he wasn't doing it. He, he went out with the same plan every round. Uh -huh. Try to land the overhand. Try to land the overhand. And Fury was just moving too much, hitting him with the jab. Every time Jake would load up, Fury would just snap him with the jab. And it, it, showed, it showed his lack of experience, I think, because between rounds is when you do have to make those adjustments. If something's not working, you don't go out every round and just continue to try it. Right. So... I think that it showed um, a lack of fight maturity is what I would say, experience. Um, and I think that Fury was tougher than he expected. Tough, Fury was tougher than I expected him to be because looking at his record, he has one of the most padded records I've ever seen. Yeah. I think he fought two people that had winning records. One of his opponents was like nine, 110 losses and two draws. Wait, what? 110 losses? Yeah. Like nine wins, 110 losses. What are they? Who who has conservatorship over that poor guy's life and <laughs> letting what, him still fight? That's what I was wondering. 110 like. fights? Losses. Okay. Nine wins, though. Okay. So that was one of the fights on his record. Hey, it's, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a guy locally. I, I even feel bad saying this, but there used to be a guy locally that was like 0-9. The and dude with the braids? That guy's fought in every – that guy's everywhere. Who? The Indian-looking guy that you fought and choked out in, like, 10 seconds. Oh, no, no. That guy's no. everywhere. He's also, like, 57. He had, like, three fights planned after me. After we fought, he – I talked to him, and he had three more fights already booked. Like, I know. And one of them was two weeks. He fought bare knuckle. Yeah, he was the heavyweight champion, I think, at one point. I'll give um, him that. That guy, that guy can take damage, dude, still yeah. at 55. He's a uh, career journeyman. But I would say he just travels from state to state. Uh, but no, not him. There, when I was coming up, there was a guy locally that was like 0 and 9. And I used to think to myself, like, at what point would you just kind of throw it in and be like, you know, this isn't for me. This isn't working out. I mean, never winning and having nine losses would be pretty tough. To, yeah. Maybe this know. isn't for you. Um, so yeah, let so, us know what did you guys think about the uh, wait? So let's back up. Jake so Paul fight. why don't I don't I don't support him? I just think the kid's kind of a joke. I, I get it. He's done some cool shit. I think everything him and his brother do are scripted and good for them. They're smart. They make a lot more money than I do. Um, I just think he's a clown, and I get that he's picked up the villain role and he's willing to play that role, and people want to see him lose. So even though he lost, he still wins because he got sixty five percent of the pay per view. Um, made 30 million. Well, people who are closer to it are saying it's more like 10, which again is classic Jake Paul to over inflate everything he fucking does. Um, I don't, I don't know. I thought I, and we, we thought the script was released. I don't know if you guys saw that video, but it would have made sense to me that there was a script for the fight 
Um, turns out it wasn't real. I was actually shocked when you said he lost. Um, and it sounds like he was actually dominated. Like there's a lot of debate too, that it shouldn't have been a split decision that, uh, I didn't think it was a split decision at all. I, you think Tyson Fury dominated him the whole time? Yeah. Unanimously. Um, I don't know. They had it as a split, but to me, it didn't seem like a split. Jake couldn't really get anything going. He didn't seem to ever hurt him. Um, did he ever connect with that big overhand, right? Uh, I think he did once or twice. Fury just kind of rolled with it, ate it. Fury fucks, dude. That guy is handsome, buff, and can fight. I I meant that to look guy's up rolling if, in it. I meant to look up if him and Tyson are are real brothers or like full brothers. Because Tyson is what six nine or something. Mm-hmm. They don't look anything alike. Um, I don't know. Jake's got some more ink. I can't stand his boy band hair either, like the frosted tip. So he doesn't bother me at all. I think I think what he's doing for the sport is great. I don't even know why he would be considered the villain. Like, I like this part. <laughs> Bean dip. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I, I like what he does for the sport, and I, he makes it exciting. I think that he's taking challenges. He's not just, like, ducking behind all these things. I don't think the fights were fake like you do. Um no, dude, hey, he took this one. I think at the end of this fight, too, the, how humble he was, and he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I think he owned it, and uh, I think that it's given me a little bit more Jake Paul. And even his, like, shit talking isn't, like, a lot of what he says is kind of true, you know? I don't, I don't think that he goes, like, too far over the line. I'm talking shit, um, and it's not constant. He's just confident. He, he talks about his skill and... To me, he doesn't bother me. They used to bother me a little bit, but like, who's that? Him and his brother? Yeah, but I think that I can admit that was more like jealousy. I'm like, shit, these guys get to come in and make more money than all of us. Um, Would you play a total douchebag card if it made you a couple million bucks? Would you be that guy? Would you do like Liver King shit? I don't know if I got it in me. Maybe I do. Let's You're find a good out. actor, bro. I, I What's the you. worst thing you do for a hundred million? Kill somebody. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I mean, would you let someone peg you on national television? No, come on. You got to live. You wouldn't let someone peg you on national TV for a hundred million, a hundred million. No, no. Cause you have to tell everybody how you got that money and you wouldn't have to to tell her it'd be on national television. Yeah, that's true. You would have to live with that shame forever. A hundred million dollars. What are you turning my podcast into a fucking pegging a hundred million? Nah. Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not a whore, bro. You have a fucking OnlyFans. You wouldn't fucking. You're kind of a you're a digital whore. Uh, put the link in the bio. A hundred. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Sex work He's is not a whore. A hundred million. You wouldn't let someone pay. Okay, you didn't. I got, even, I got, you didn't. You didn't even ask any questions. Like, how long is the pegging? Is it Whitney or someone else? Is it a dude? Is it just one? Is it like one thrust? Is it just a tip? Just for a second? Like, I have a lot of questions. I might someone I might someone put a tip in just for a minute for fucking hundred million dollars. <laughs> that's fuck you money. Um, that's power. That's I got, I got technically morals. fuck me money at that point. You know what I'm saying, Maddie? Yeah. What, real quick, what would you do for a hundred million dollars? I'll do just the tip on national television. <laughs> Everyone gets to see it. Yeah, and I'll own it too. I'll be like, just like put it in, like, get it in there. Is that all you got? Okay. Would well, you this do, one really took would a you side track. Kermozzi has like weird OCD. What would you do for a billion dollars? What do you mean? What do I do? 
Would you pay, be pegged for a billion? <laughs> Why do you want to know how much it would take to get me pegged? Because I'm shocked you wouldn't do it for a hundred million. I'd probably do it for ten. Because I have self-respect, pride. I've got fucking dignity. Or like you're to keep dumb. All of that. Or you're dumb. Why does that ruin your self-respect? Well, I just figure if you get pegged, then I can just live off your money too because we're friends. <laughs> um, Jake Paul lost. Uh, humble after the fight. <laughs> Tyson, a real boxer. You said you kind of shit on Fury. You don't think he's a real boxer? No. Why? Well, I told him, one, his record. Two, he's had like eight fights. So, yeah, I mean, he's boxing, but he's fighting total cans. Um, did he look that great in that fight? No, it was just a lot of Jake's inexperience, too. I think that for people to consider um, Tommy Fury this, like, legit pro boxer is a big stretch. No, I mean, he's young. He's going to go on to have more of a career. That's part of boxing. They they pad their records in the beginning. They rack up a ton of wins. So he's not doing anything like that far out of the ordinary for boxing. But calling him like a legit boxer, I don't know. It's hard to say because he is. He's a he's a professional boxer. But is he the, the hype that – I think Jake Paul helped build up Tommy Fury based off Tyson Fury's name. Jake Paul built him up for this fight. Yeah. Had you ever heard of him before? Who? Tommy Fury. No, but I'm not the biggest, like, boxing. It's a cool name, though. Uh, like, I don't follow it. Yeah. I had never heard of him other than, you know, Tyson Fury and then when the Jake Paul stuff came about. Well, whatever. I mean, we'll see what Jake Paul does next because I know he's got that MMA contract. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes. So he does have... Um, a rematch clause. So Jake had a rematch clause in the contract if he lost. Tommy Fury did not get a rematch clause um, if he were to lose. Huh. And Jake said that he wants to do it again right after the fight. So we'll see. I'll watch again. Why not? I like fights. I like fights. And wouldn't get paid for 100 mil. Self-respect, son. I'd do just about anything for a hundred million dollars. I know. You made that you made that pretty clear. Anything. Yeah, baby. Let us know in the comments what you want to see him do for a hundred million. What would you do for a hundred million? What's our what's our biggest fan's name? Patrick Tremblay. What would you do Patrick. for a hundred million dollars? Let us know, Patrick. <laughs> um what else do we have on UFC fights, here? cards, predictions. Yeah, Maddie, can you pull up the John Jones finally making a comeback at heavyweight versus Surreal Gone this weekend. I'm excited for it. I, I don't know that it's going to be the fight that it's hyped up to be. I'm going John Jones. It's hard to bet against John Jones. I think Surreal Gone got out-wrestled by Francis Ngannou. Um, I think Jones did the right thing by jumping to heavyweight and taking, I think it's been two years off. So he put on the size slow. Well, who knows how slow, but uh, he got used to carrying the weight, training with the weight, like took his time. He didn't just say, hey, I'm going up to heavyweight and get fat and put on shitty weight. So I'm going John Jones. I think that Jones finishes him too. It's a bold prediction, but I think he's been out so long coming back. Ngannou and Gone was a, went the distance, right? I believe so, yeah. And Francis took him down like, I don't even remember. I don't even know if I watched the fight, but 
And Ganu took him down quite a few times. Really? And he's not exactly known for his wrestling. I think huh. it could be exciting. Um, I think John Jones too, but it goes the distance. Really? Yeah. I think he's just got to make a statement. I'm going to say like round three TKO mm. somewhere in there. I I could see him getting on top, finishing him with elbows, beating him up, wearing him down. But it'll be interesting to see. I think that gone. I think a lot of people when they fight Jones, and this is easier for me to say than to do, but you have to go after him. Yeah. He's so long. You have to apply pressure. He's so long. He's so dynamic. I think you have to keep him on his back foot. Otherwise, he's a problem. If you let him stand in front of you, throwing all kinds of dynamic stuff, the elbows, the takedowns, everything. Yeah. Um, who do you think if John Jones wins, who's the next fight? I think Stipe. I talked to Stipe the other day. He told me he's weighing like 250. Out a baby. I was like, he looked Good. like he was 205 when we saw him in LA. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, doing some weird diet stuff. He was down to like 220 something, I think. Yeah, he looks thin. Yeah, so now hearing that he's back up to 250, he's obviously, he's going to Vegas for this fight too. He said he'll be in the crowd. Nice. So I didn't ask, but. I hope Stipe gets that fight, and I hope Stipe gets his bag, and I hope he beats the fucking shit out of John Jones. (laughs) We got to go, we got to go Stipe on that. Um, That would be amazing. Yeah. I got Shevchenko. I don't know how you'd bet against her. Yeah, Valentina Shevchenko, I, I don't ever pick against her. Alexa Grasso is, is great, but Shevchenko, I think, is just... She's on another tier. Yeah, she is another tier on the women's division. Um, so this next fight, uh, Jeff Neal versus Shavgat Romanov. Uh, we looked up the odds earlier. Shav, Shavgat, how do you pronounce that? Shavkat? Shavkat, I don't know. He's a plus 480. That's insane to me. Wait, wait, wait. Is he plus 480 or was it? No, no. Jeff Neal is plus like 480. Uh, I think you said it was plus 390. Yeah, huge favorite in this fight. Listen, if you're, I'm put, I'd put money on Neal. I might put money on Neal. You Neil. said he's just been murking guys? Dude, Jeff Neal's a savage. He's been KOing people. Where's he trained out of? Texas. He fought my brother, actually. Um, Jeff Neal has been on a tear, I'm pretty sure. Can you pull up his record, Matty? He's got to be close to a right title there? shot, I thought. Yeah, but can you, if you click on it, does it say who he fought? Last. <laughs> Go to his Wikipedia page. It's fine. His, his record will be at the bottom. Yeah, so he knocked out Vicente Luque. He was the first one to do that, I think. Um, his last loss was to Neil Magny decision, and that was 2021. But he's fought some killers, too. At, pl- at plus 390, there's no way I'm not taking that money on Jeff Neal, at least for the for the shot. I think that those um, odds are disrespectful as hell. Yeah, minus 500 on this other website. Get in on that. For Shavkat. Oh, minus 500 for Shavkat. Should we yeah. start a Discord about all these trading and betting things? No. Yeah, probably not. I think we learned. I'll get the McLaren to pay for itself, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're going uh, shock. Um, I don't know. You've been right a lot. Uh, well, that, that Russian kid is a killer, too. I mean, he's, yeah, what, 16 and 0. They, they've been having trouble finding people to fight him. 12 I think. and 0. Uh, 16 and 0. Oh. 
The other interesting one is the, I'll go with the Russian. Go with the Russian. Yeah. How? Uh, 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 <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> it's got to be a button for Miller because he's always like. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, TKO. Third round. Okay. Bruh. Okay. And who's next? I didn't. I don't know who either one of these guys are. Yeah, I'm not super. For, I mean, I know the names, but um, the one that is exciting too is the one below that. So Bo Nickel, click on Bo Nickel. I think this is his UFC debut. Stud, stud wrestler. Very famous in the wrestling world. The UFC, I believe, just picked him up not too long ago. Maybe he fought on the Contender Series. Yeah, he did twice. So they had him on the Contender Series. It looks like twice, pretty close, like a month apart. I think that he's been a prospect of theirs for a while, and so they put him on the Contender Series to get him some more fights. And he won both of those fights? He's 3-0. and yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, win to the left. Let's go, Miller. Yeah, and let's see. Go back to where you were a minute ago. He had his wrestling credentials up there. Let's see. World Championship. Looks like he got gold um, three times. Got a win over a guy, Pat Downey, there. The U.S. team trials. Yeah, he's a stud wrestler. One of the better wrestlers to come into MMA, so it's pretty exciting. I'm going to go see. with Bo. I just like his name, too. Uh, Yeah. What's, do you have the odds up on there? Bo knows wrestling. Bo knows see what the odds are, but I'm 100% going Bo Nickel because I think that the UFC is also building him, so they are going to pick opponents that suit him winning. It's never a guarantee, but they can definitely do their best to line up people that they want to build, as we've talked Was before. Was he fighting again? Now do we go back to that yeah, other screen? J Jillian, J J Jillian Barbary. Um, Jimmy Pickett. <clears throat> Jamie Pickett. Uh, sites had nickel as a roughly 1700 minus 1700 money line favorite clip on click on Jamie Pickett. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> minus 1700. It's almost, it's almost unfair. You can go to the sure dog one at the top. Like he doesn't have a Wikipedia. Let's see. 13 and eight minus 2000 Fuck. on another site. He's heavily favored. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bo. 100%. There, I, there's no way I would pick against him in this one. Um, go down a little bit, Maddie. Does it say who this other guy's fought? The, the Night Wolf? Let's see. He's Sounds on a like two a fight. serial killer nickname. <laughs> he's on a two-fight losing streak. Yeah, he's been a little bit back and forth. Like a new CBS show that airs after the Super Bowl. The well, Night Wolf. Stay tuned after the Super Bowl to watch Night Wolf. <laughs> Yeah, I would say don't pick against uh, Bo Nickel. Well, I'm not going to. There you go. I know. Um, go back to the card. I think Cody Garbrandt, I'm actually surprised, is on the prelims. Yeah. He's been murked his last few fights. How do I see a prelim? Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. I'm going to go Trevin Jones. Are you? Yeah. I can't pick against Cody. Cody's been, like, blasted his last few fights. My dog. 
Um, so, yeah, Trevin Jones was a last-minute replacement, I think, because originally Cody was supposed to fight Julio Arce. Arce. Um, nah, man, I'm a big Garbrandt fan. I've known that kid for, well, I say kid now, but I've known him since he was a kid. And it was always great watching his success and stuff. And I'm always rooting for him. Plus, he's just fun to watch. Does he ever have a boring no, fight? No, he does not. So you got to love the guy. Excited to see him come back. Um, I don't know. That's probably all the ones we need to do on here. Yeah, what else do we have on our agenda? That's it. That's a show. That's, that's it. A, that's a tight one hour. That's a good show. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Why don't you share your picks with us in here? I'm, I'm curious to see. We're going to see how I do against Miller. I always dominate him. Um, Aggressive. And, yeah, stay tuned. We are, we've got Dave Feldman coming in here now. So not in studio, but he's going to be on here. He's going to share some stuff with BKFC, and uh, we will see you next week. So thank you. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us at Drink Fit Soda and buy it with your monies. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Feldman. What's up, dude? What's up? Oh, what's up, man? I see you're still drinking soda. Here, try this. It's a Fit Soda. Wow, that's amazing. Fit Soda has zero sugar, zero calories, packed with aminos for muscle recovery, electrolytes for hydration, and there's tons of great flavors. Stick with Fit Soda. It'll change your life in all the right ways. Yo, benefits <laughs> with bubbles. Yeah. Fit Soda. Hey. No kissing. We are joined by David Feldman, the president, founder of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, BKFC, who I've had the honor to fight for. Um, Dave, thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to jump on here with me. Oh man, it's a pleasure, Chris. So how are you doing? You're you're in uh, Philadelphia, right? Yeah, we're in Philly. Okay. Um, so you know, when I when I said that I was having you on, I, I got on Reddit because I don't know if you've been on the uh, Bare Knuckle subreddit, but they're big fans of yours. So a lot of the questions that I have today are actually from from the fan base. So it should right, be pretty cool. interesting. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Can you? Uh, Take me back a little bit. Uh-oh. There we go. Um, take me back a little bit. How did, how did Bare Knuckle come about, right? Because I know your background is in boxing. Um, what was it that made you want to pursue Bare Knuckle boxing instead of promoting regular boxing fights? I, I, I'm, I'm a former professional boxer, as you know. My dad trained uh, seven world champions. So I've been in boxing since I've been in diapers, really. And I started promoting boxing actually, and I saw that it was it was like there wasn't a lot of room for you to make money unless you had big big money with you to promote, um, you know, to get the big names and to really do big boxing matches. So then I started promoting mixed martial arts and kind of the same thing. Like I was doing really good. I was doing forty or so shows a year. You know, I was making decent money, but I just wanted something that was gonna like kind of change the game and. Uh, Along the way, I was um, in in my boxing promotion. I met a guy named Bobby Gunn, who was an Irish traveler. He fought for me, and in in boxing, and he told me about bare knuckle, how they would do these fights between families, like the travelers would fight each other, and they would bet on them, and it would solve family disputes and things like that. So I was like, man, this thing this sounds pretty cool. So I started looking all over the internet for it, and I was like, man, this is cool shit. And the one thing that you always hear me say that I saw in that was this. Like that sound, yeah. dang! I was like, "Wow, that's freaking awesome!" So, back in uh, August fifth, two thousand eleven, I did one event at the Fort McDowell Casino, one bare knuckle fight, ten amateur MMA fights on the undercard, fifty five hundred people, seven thousand, seven hundred thousand um, 
video streams on that. So it was it was an incredible event, and I was like, "This is unbelievable! I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make so much money now. Like this is unbelievable. It's gonna be easy." And I went around to, from commission to commission, and I got you know I lobbied this thing for uh, eight years, and I got twenty eight states turned me down. Um, like eighteen of those turned me down two or three times, and I was just like. You know, I quit a million times in between, and I'm like, you know, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then I would get hit up by, like, Showtime 60-Minute Sports did a piece, and Rolling Stone Magazine did a piece. And they would call me because they were interested in, you know, they thought it was intriguing, the underground bare-knuckle fighting that I was doing. So before I got illegal, I was doing underground fights in warehouses um, really all over all over America. And it was, like, the most unbelievable. Like, the fights we see now are great great athletes, well-produced, like top-notch stuff. But these were guys that weren't really experienced and they were just banging with each other. Chris, it was unbelievable. <laughs> like it was the best stuff I've ever seen. Some so I'm like, I, I'm, I, I got to make this thing happen. And then finally I met this guy, uh, Brian Pedersen, the commissioner of, uh, of the state of Wyoming. He said, I love it. Let's do it. And you know, there we go. June 2nd, 2018, we paved our way to, you know, as you know, you fight for us. So, Everybody's talking about us that we're the fastest growing combat sport on the planet. We're more engaging than anybody else. We're more exciting than anybody else. We keep your attention span more than anyone else. And we're really getting more viewership than anyone else except for the UFC right now. Yeah, I would say what you guys are doing is amazing because you're right. It, it does have that like fan appeal because there's that shock factor in it. Even, you know, I've been fighting like 17 years or so. And when I told people like my family and everybody I was going to do bare knuckle and they're like, what? you're a psycho. Like what, <laughs> why do you have to do that? You know, I think it has that, like the shock value, you know, is what really draws people. It in. Does. Um, and yeah, I've heard of those like underground bare knuckle fights and stuff. And there is something to be said about, uh, less skilled fights are sometimes more entertaining because they're, those guys aren't going in with strategy. Well, that's what, you know, Chris, that's what I tell people. Like sometimes they go, Oh, you got a one in five guy fighting a one in five guy and said it can probably be the best fight of the night. Like it doesn't matter if, if, if they're skilled and they can fight, I can match them with each other and it could be a great, exciting fight. They don't all have to be 10 and 0 guys. Like they just, it doesn't make sense there. We have to put on some just great fights on the undercard. And then we put on the fights where we want, you know, kind of want to build other, other fighters up on there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Wyoming was the start that was a big thing I wanted to ask you is um, what is kind of the big pushback that you're seeing as far as sanctioning in certain states? Um, is it just the still the shock factor? Um, because I know that you're getting it regulated in more states, which is amazing because that's you're like carrying that on your whole back, like or your team. Um, and it's really cool. But I'm curious as some of those conversations that they're turning you down, are they giving you reasons or are they just saying like, no, it, it perception. Chris, it's just perception. It's, it's, it's a bunch of shit, to be honest with you. It's a bunch of shit. It's just that they say, oh, like the one commissioner I actually talked to him yesterday, he goes, my doctor will never allow it. You guys have way more hand fractures than boxing or mixed martial arts, and you have way more injuries. And I said, well, actually, we don't. And I have the data to back it up now. I actually have the data. So you can't just keep telling me what you think. You have to tell me what you know now, and I'm going to show you what I know. And then we can come together and make a really educated decision on whether we should allow this or not. You can't just keep telling me no because you don't like it or you think it might be too brutal. I have the proof that tells you it's not. Is it brutal? It's borderline brutal, 
I mean, anytime you get two men or women in the middle of a ring or a cage and their object is to knock the other person out, it's probably not that sane, right? It's a little brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the object is to hurt the other opponent in any of these sports. But at the end of the day is you fought for us. You know, we have a great medical team. We're really on top of, you know, making sure that the fighter's safety is protected. And, you know, it's it's going to become a time where they're not going to be able to say no to us. Yeah, they're saying no to us. Some of them still. Be, and again, it's some states, it's because, you know, they have good relationships with the a lot of major, major promotions. As you know, who I'm talking about they have great, <laughs> great relationships with them and they're not going to let us in. And there's other ones that just can't say no to us anymore. You know, for instance, Nevada. Nevada is going to have a hard time turning us down when they legalize, you know, un ungloved combat with slap fighting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that to me, you know, we, we've talked about slap fighting on this podcast and people are like, you do bare knuckle. Like, how, how can you hate on that? But to me, um, it's with bare knuckle boxing, my goal is still to not get hit. Um, and, you know, I have defense, head movement. I have all these options with the slap fighting there. To me, you're literally just going blow for blow, standing their hands behind your back. I don't see a lot of skill involved with it. So that's usually my argument with people. And I think you're right with Nevada legalizing slap fighting. How can they tell you no? Oh, sure, absolutely. And look, you know, they call boxing the sweet science. I call this the sweetest science because you really have to be calculated in your shots because you know fighting for it. If you just throw any wild shot, you're gonna, you are going to break your hand then. You're going to hit someone on top of the head, in the elbow, and you're going to break your hand. But you have to be very calculated on where you're punching. You have to, you know, get the good head movement, slipping punches in there. Hands got to be up. You got to know how to catch a punch with bare knuckle. It's different than catching a punch with a glove. It's different rolling it with you know, with a bare knuckle than it is with a glove. I mean, when you roll it with a glove, you can actually let it hit you a little bit and roll it off. When you roll it with a bare knuckle, you got to get it inside your shoulder so you can roll it off. You got to have that. It's like a split second difference. There's a lot more, you know, I think art to bare knuckle than there is any other combat sport out there. Totally. Um, I could tell you just training for that last one I did. Um, we changed a lot of things and my, my coach, Jake Ramos has been in boxing a long time. Um, that's where he started He's got a ton of pro boxers and stuff in the gym. And we changed a lot of things because he started holding mitts for me barehanded. And I actually had to change the angle of my punches a little bit because the glove allows for some sloppy form. And it was really cool to see him break it down because he's like, I started watching a bunch of videos and he just came up with his own like theories on these. And for me, they make sense because we, we really worked on landing my knuckles flush um 100% man yeah, 100% I tell everybody that Chris that that's good man kudos to him I tell everybody look and the one other thing I tell everybody is make sure your fist is really cl clenched tight because if you have it half ass you know open that's when it's going to be able to move and it's going to be able to break it's just not going to be you know it's not going to be stable yeah and with MMA gloves and everything you're you're so taped under there um and I actually I got to say, I, I liked it the most. It was the most relaxed I've been before a fight. It felt better. I hate putting on new MMA gloves. Every time I fought in the UFC, you know, they pull the gloves out of the bag and you put them on. That's why there's so many eye pokes too, is because those gloves are not worked in. They're stiff. You have to like physically make a fist because the glove is pulling against you. And when I got my hands taped with just like exposed knuckles and everything, I'm like, this feels a lot more like natural, normal. And again, we trained my coach was like, man, barehanded, like you don't have to load up. Like you don't have to take the guy's head off. And it, it worked out, you know, it was a really short hook, but we, we went for accuracy more than trying to just put everything into every shot. 
Sure. Did you get hit at all? I don't remember, Chris. Did you even get hit or not? You know, I did once in the exchange, and uh, I was surprised. Like, my, my jaw actually swelled out for almost a week. I was kind of wondering the next day. I'm like, man, did he break my jaw? Because I've broken it before, and my face, like, it was swollen out quite a bit. I couldn't chew. I was trying to eat, like, macaroni and cheese the next day. I couldn't chew it. Um, but, you that's know. Funny. That's what I, t- I, I tell people. It's a different type of pain. Because I actually fought a few underground bare knuckle fights while I was trying to get this legal because, you know, like sh- for instance, Showtime 60 minute sports came and one of the guys didn't show up. And I was like, fuck man, I got to fight now. <laughs> like I was like, damn, I don't want to get hit anymore. But I did. And I got a little, nice little shiner that swelled up with like a nothing punch, but you got hit on the right spot and I went up. So it was, uh, it's, you get a different type of pain from this, right? With the gloves on, you get more of a thudding, like, or like a white flash type of thing. But with the knuckles, it's like, ow, that hurt. Ow, that hurt. Yeah. And I told my family and stuff before I put it a few different ways. I'm like, listen, you came like supported me in the UFC and MMA. I was like, if you think about it, I'm telling my mom this because she's like, it's so brutal. I'm like, mom, you've seen me elbow people on the ground um, with their head against the ground. You've seen me grab people by the back of the head and knee them. Um, I'm like, all of that generates way more force than my punches do. And yet that's people don't look at that as brutal you know these these elbows knees head kicks all that stuff man they don't i think that it's just again the shock factor in their head like oh you don't have a glove on i've never gone into a fight and been like thank god he has that four ounce glove on you know it still hurts the same you can hit harder with gloves and tape and everything you start absolutely you can. i mean we did all these impact tests and you know it shows a bare knuckle is is, is way less half than with a boxing glove on because you know, just natural. You're going to have fear of breaking your hand. So you're not going to throw as hard. It's yeah. just a natural thing. And going to the body, you are right. You have to be a lot more precise because if you catch an elbow barehanded, if you catch an elbow with a glove, your hand will break a lot. Um, yeah, but the way I watched Mike Richmond the other day go to the body, like if you can really learn to go to the body right, it's deadly in bare knuckle. It's deadly. Yeah. See, that's what I love body shots. You know, I, I do yeah. most of the boxing I do is a lot on the body. Um, awesome. We didn't get a chance to show it, but. That was a little bit of the plan. Um, so going back to like getting regulated in states, is there a, what's kind of the Mecca for you? What would be the ultimate goal? Would it be like MSG? Um, yeah, I think um, I fought at MGM Grand before and that would just be, you know, my, my dad trained a few fighters that fought there. Um, it would be, you know, it would be like a complete, like, I don't know, complete 360 right now to be able to fight there for me. Um, it would, everything would come full circle. So I would love to be able to have a fight in, in a place like that, which is, or what'd you say? You broke the up two there? places that are the most important. What, what was the other one? I Those are you. the two, the Madison square garden. Like you said, Madison square garden, or, um, you know, we did Wembley arena already in London. That was, that was pretty amazing atmosphere for us. Like to go there, but to, in the United States, it would be MGM grand or Madison square garden. I love it. Yeah. Hey, if you do, I'd love to be on both. I fought at uh, MSG once and it was amazing. That was my glory debut was at MSG. And I was like, I've never kickboxed before anything fighting for glory. And at Madison Square Garden, it was like a pretty surreal moment. If you guys yeah. went there, that would be amazing. And I think Vegas Absolutely. for you, bare knuckle in Vegas. Think about it. Like you can. We're going to go there. Listen, look, we're, we're going to be everywhere. The only place we probably won't be for a while is, is California. Andy Foster seems to have uh have it out for us and doesn't want us there 
And that's fine. I mean, if we can get 40 states, we don't need 50 states. I mean, we can only do a certain amount of shows. So, But I need to be in Nevada. It's a great place for us to, to be in, in Las Vegas. And then New York, it's, you know, it's a 90-minute drive for me. Yeah. You know, it would be amazing to be at Madison Square Garden. I mean, I always dreamt about that. Always ever fighting there. I never fought there, but I wanted to fight there, and I couldn't. So to put on a fight there would be amazing. Yeah, I see... Uh in my opinion, yeah, California and New York will probably be your toughest ones there. Even when I fought MMA and kickboxing in both those states, they make you jump through so many hoops, and they are very, yeah. very um, strict on everything. I don't, yeah, I don't absolutely really get it, but um, so you guys, you guys started breaking in like international too. You've done um, London, Thailand. Um, have you done any other countries yet? Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we did Mexico. Um, we're, we're working on right now the Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Spain. We're going to be doing four shows, um, well, two shows this year, four shows every year in Spain right now. We just signed that deal. And in Latin America, we're going to, you know, we're going to be all over. Um, we had a deal with Russia and then the war broke out with Ukraine. We had a deal with someone was buying the rights to Russia. And I was, I was really looking forward to that. But, um, and, and the, uh, the other target for me is I just think that this would be so, um, well received in Japan. I think Japan people would love this. I can't wait to go there. Yeah, Japan would be amazing. Um, have you so with these other countries? I've noticed there. You said somebody bought the rights, but you. What am I looking to say here? Do you still oversee as the president, or oh yeah, are they yeah, franchising? Absolutely. No, hundred percent. I mean, you know, they they buy the rights or license the rights from us. It's just kind of like our boots on the ground there, but everything has to be cleared. It's got to be a certain way. And if it's not, we'll, we'll end the licensing deal. It's very important that everybody's doing things the way we want it done because, you know, the vision in anything is so important. And my vision is where, you know, where I know it needs to be and I put it on paper. And if they don't follow that vision, then they're going to have to go because, um, it's, you know, it's just very important that everybody, everything lines up the right way. And, you know, when we want to sell this thing in hopefully five years or so, we get a, a nice little price for it. And, you know, that's that's the goal here. Yeah. I uh, One thing I was thinking, man, is how do we do a UK versus USA, 4th of July? <laughs> have, have you thought about doing um, country versus country or any cards like that? Yeah, um, we're definitely going to. It's just a matter of getting a TV rights deal in, in that respective country, which we're working on right now. I mean, we, we started out like, you know, first year we had no international deals. Second year, no international deals. Third year, two international deals. Deals four year, fourth year, five four international deals, and now we have over forty international deals. So there's over forty countries in in the world right now that are showing all of our bare knuckle fights on on live television or on a live app. So it's pretty amazing where this thing has grown. Yeah, and I think the other genius thing you guys did is you're running everything on your own app, so you control all the content, everything. And for those of you listening, if you don't have the app, we'll put it in the link. Um, but the app is amazing. I mean, what is it now? Seven ninety nine, and you get yeah, all the seven ninety nine. Yeah, and every, everybody that's already been a subscriber is grandfathered in, so we're not going to raise your price. But you know, as we go on, we hit inflation. Seven ninety nine may go to nine ninety nine in another year, but I don't. I don't really see us going past that. Um, we're also really close to some huge, huge network deals right now, which could really change the game for us because you know. You know it. You you've been there. You fought in it. You've watched it. It's there's really not much better out there right now. And you know, for us to uh, be able to get a a network deal would just 
open up all these different eyes. And all we need is eyeballs now. I mean, the product's done. It's solidified. It's great. The fighters are getting better and better every time. And now it's just more and more eyeballs and we're there. Yeah, I think you guys are super close. And if that hits TV, man, it's it's already blown up, but it's going to explode. Because even my friends that came to uh, my debut, you know, a ton of them had been to MMA fights and stuff that nobody had ever been to a bare knuckle one. And all of them were like, the entire card was so exciting. Like, they're, they're fast. Because you guys keep the pace really fast. You know, the UFC runs a fight every half an hour for people that don't actually know. If the fight ends in six seconds, they run 29 minutes of commercials. So the, yep. the pacing is not very good. You guys were just rolling them out, which is fan-friendly. And it makes it exciting. Absolutely. I mean, that's what, you know, look, we're in a different society now, right? I mean, everybody acts different now. I mean, you don't want to get into all the way that all the kids are acting, but all the kids are have ADD or they think they have ADD, <laughs> right? So this is perfect for today's society, which it keeps their attention. They have to pay attention and it, it gives them a reason to pay attention the whole entire time. We can end it on that. I appreciate it. I know you got a lot of big stuff coming up, so... Thank you again for your time. Um, no, we're awesome, make sure man. I can't wait to see you fight again on uh, April 29th. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Share these with your friends. We're always trying to build. And thank you to Fit Soda for hosting this. Um, we'll catch you next week on the next episode of Involuntary Yoga. And if there's any guests that you ever want to see on here, let me know. I can always reach out to them. We can try to get other people on. We take requests. So let us know who you'd want to see on here. Make sure you like and subscribe. See you next week. Knowing that, diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine.